I'm Emma Louise Coffey and you're welcome to the Dairy Edge, the Chagas Dairy Podcast. We're bringing you the latest information, insights and opinion to improve dairy farm performance. With world food demand reducing amidst COVID-19, we are preparing for a lower milk price in 2020 and to discuss the factors at play and what is likely to happen in the coming weeks and months, I was joined by head economist at Chagas, Kevin Hanrahan. Well, the, the pandemic is having a number of effects. Uh, the principal thing it's, it's happening is that we have this health crisis and governments all over the world have introduced very restrictive um, public health measures that have, that have had the effect of halting lots of economic activity. But one of the things that hasn't really been halted uh, on the supply side is that cows are lactating and they're being milked. Um, but um, some of the halting of economic activities meant that demand has disappeared for some of, for that milk and the products we make out of the milk around the world. So particularly where um, lots of milk is consumed in liquid form um, and that demand has dram- dropped dramatically because canteens and school canteens have closed or restaurants have closed. We have seen in some places um, farmers and, and milk processors having to dump milk because they didn't have the capacity to process it into into commodities we can store and the people who wanted to to, to drink and eat those fresh dairy commodities weren't, weren't weren't able or weren't allowed in some sense to to to, to eat and drink as normal and um, so that's happened in 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 countries like ireland where uh, the milk that farmers produce is, is most of it is used to make things like cheese or butter or skim milk powder or whole milk powder or fat filled powders. Um, the processing industry, uh, if the processing industry hasn't been affected by COVID-19, um, there has been no disruption to um, the sort of the, the, the milk being taken from farmers and, and processed as normal. Where, where the disruption is happening is that the demand for those, but the butter and the cheese and skim milk powder and so on is is now less than it would would have been uh, if COVID nineteen hadn't happened, and is less than it was in advance of COVID happening. And what that means is that people aren't buying as much uh, products. If they are buying, they still are buying food, of course, but they're tending to move down the price point. And because they may have lost a job or they might be worried about losing their job. So the demand has contracted. And particularly in a country like Ireland, we haven't seen any disruption to the ability of the processors yet to process the milk that farmers are are, 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 deliver, are having taken away from their farms. But the demand for, for butter and cheese and skin milk powder it has weakened. And it's weakened because the general world economy has, has gone into recession. And what's unusual about this year and this COVID-19 recession is that it's happening everywhere. I mean, everywhere in, in, around the world and uh, because governments around the world are doing things to protect the health of their citizens. And the key thing to do is to stop sort of interactions between people that lead the disease to spread. And uh, that's required in some sense, the closing down of lots of economic activity. So that's, that, that, that hits people's pocketbooks, then they've less money to spend. And that's been reflected, unfortunately, from the perspective of farmers in less, in a lower price for the product that they're producing. And, and you mentioned in some countries, you know, they've had this issue where they have to dispose of milk. Um, and we, we've, you know, we've seen it on social media, whether it's Facebook or Twitter, you know, videos of farmers doing it. 
Um, you mentioned, you know, at the moment, um, our co-ops have the capacity to process the milk. You know, do you see, um, you know, disposal of milk playing out on farms in Ireland or, you know, what what's your take on that? Everybody is doing their damnedest to make sure that that doesn't happen. Um, and what are they doing? They're introducing very, very strict um social distancing and 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 health protocols within uh, milk processing processing facilities um now they're they're doing as much as they possibly can um and uh, they have agreed protocols uh in terms of what might happen if they break down but so far so good there haven't been any um plants in ireland that have gone offline because of um staff falling ill or staff having to self-isolate but we know that because of the strong growth in the volume of milk produced by Irish dairy farmers, that um, the processing capacity has, has basically been running to, 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 to stay a little bit ahead of the milk that comes at peak. And it wouldn't take very many milk plants or, or even maybe one of the big ones to go offline for there to be a problem. But the dairy industry, the cooperatives and the PLCs uh, collectively have, have been very, very thorough they're always very thorough in terms of the hygiene standards within the plants. So they started from a good place, but they've actually done extra work to try to ensure that they can still work to process the milk that's produced by the farmers um, because it's in no one's interest in the short run or in the long run to have pictures associated with Irish dairy farming of milk being disposed of. Now, you know, if it had to happen, which would be allowed, um, I think the the dairy industry and the the environmental protection agency have agreed the kind of the, the standard operating procedure for it to be done if it was required um but hopefully everybody will continue to work uh to make sure that it doesn't happen and what are the implications for an in, in, an individual farm you know where they have to dispose of milk what's the implications for the overall farm business if if, if a farmer or, or a group of farmers, I don't think it would, it, would, it would be the case that one farmer would have to do it. Um, you know, if a, if a processor hadn't the capacity to process milk beyond a certain level, the pain, I'm sure, would be shared um, somehow amongst all of the suppliers into that co-op. Um, but, you know, if you think about what would happen if uh, you got, uh, if your if electricity broke down and you didn't have a backup and your bulk tank, just the, all the milk went off before it was collected, you basically would have spent all the money producing that milk and you'd have nothing to show for it in terms of a of a milk check. So that probably won't, wouldn't happen, but what might happen in the event that there was something like we're talking about of, 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 of some sort of quantity of milk having to be, be disposed across a number of farms, they're, 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 all their milk checks would be reduced, not necessarily to zero, but would be reduced uh, to, to reflect the fact that the milk that they all produced, some of it couldn't have been turned into something that people paid money for. Um, so it would reduce the, the, the marketed output. You'd see a lower quantity effectively delivered to the processor, um, and that would be lost money. That would be like just throwing money just falling out of your pocket and gone. So it would be not a good outcome. And, and and turning our attention then to milk price, Kevin, um, say you know we we you've mentioned that demand is down for dairy products, uh, you know, in terms of the overall context. But from an Irish perspective, you know, we have seen milk price has dropped across the co-ops in the last month or so. Um, you know, is this downward trend set to continue? 
And also, I guess, you know, is this all a result of COVID-19 or are there other factors at play with the reduced milk price? I think at the moment, I think at the moment, the it's the it's the the very dramatic weakening in the in the commodity prices and 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 the value of um, non-commodity dairy products like you know especially cheeses that is driving the the global decline in in milk prices. So it is really a demand the demand shock that's coming from COVID. I mean the. There was some optimism, I guess, cautious optimism coming into the year about where milk prices would settle this year. And that was on the back of um, you know, some sort of better balance on the global market. But, you know, when you have, um, you know, all of the, the food service industry across the European Union basically shut down, you've got uh, large reductions in um in activity in sectors like uh, baking uh, for like croissants that are eaten in France, for example, and they're equivalent in other countries, which absorb a lot of butter. All, the, all of the, 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 these levels of activity have just basically dramatically reduced or gone to zero. So the products, the dairy products, the butter, skim milk powder that would have been going into those just isn't happening. Now, people's consumption of dairy products and of products that incorporate dairy products uh, that that in a parallel universe where COVID wasn't happening um, would have been happening in their school canteens or in a bakery or in a restaurant. Some of that consumption has shifted to the retail channel. But, you know, the, the, the growth in retail, and this is the same across meat, meat demand as well as demand for dairy commodities and products, the growth hasn't been sufficient to offset the loss coming out of the shutdown from the food service industry and the weaker spending because of the fact that many people have either lost their job or are worried about losing their job. So they're less, you know, when they go and get some cheese, they might they might go for the cheaper variety of, of a cheddar rather than the extra mature cheddar. And if that continues, and as that continues, and it's likely to continue for quite a while yet, um, that will be reflected in lower returns from the marketplace for milk processors, and some of that will be passed inevitably back in terms of a lower milk price to to farmers in Ireland, and farmers in other countries. I guess farmers in Ireland, because they are predominantly um, producing a you know storable commodities, you know, you know there is a there sometimes is a bit of a lag between the transmission of this this massive big demand shock into what they they. They face in terms of their prices as compared to dairy farmers in in the uk where the the bulk of the milk that's produced is is, is consumed in a liquid form and where we have seen some instances of, of dumping of, of milk because it just demand just wasn't there but the milk price that farmers get will inevitably reflect the lower returns in the marketplace and that's that's what we're facing at the moment and looking back to 2019 and, you know, you and your team in Athenry would do some work in terms of forecasting and, and outlook um, for milk price. You know, prior to the challenge that we're facing at the moment, what did the, um, the milk price look like for the for the year of 2020? The pre-COVID expectation was for a milk price of around 34 cent per litre uh, at kind of a Average fat and protein levels, fat of four point one seven percent and protein at three point five four percent. So it was, it was, it wasn't, it wasn't a bonanza price, but it was a price where we were basically expecting incomes to, um, to, uh, to be about to be up, 
four or five thousand euros on the average level of 2019. So we were expecting, you know, some moderation on the direct cost of production coming from uh, lower feed and fertilizer prices and a pretty okay milk price at 34 cents per litre. But what we're looking at now, as we go into into the COVID world, farmers are already seeing price, prices they get for the milk falling. And unfortunately, we don't yet know whether we've gotten far, as far down that price path as we're going to get to. Um, but we know that we're now in the peak delivery months. And if the milk checks that farmers get this month and next month are, are down on that 34 cent a litre uh, territory, well, then the price average over the year is going to be close to what they get over in this month and the next month. So, because these are the peak, these are the peak of the delivery. So that's when you weight up the average, the prices per month this is where you're going to get most of your bang. So the price is lower, much lower than uh, what we were forecasting. Now, we don't know with certainty what's going to happen on those international markets where most of our milk is consumed in terms of, of cheese and so on, and butter and, and powders. Um, so what we've done for government is we've done a number of scenarios at progressively more pessimistic um, average price outcomes for the year in order to get to, 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 to build up an assessment of what it, probably is going to look like in terms of uh, a family farm income outcome and what's the worst that could possibly happen if if things get really bad in terms of the price that farmers get for their milk now if if we start to go back to um you know very very dramatic declines in in the prices that farmers get some farmers will start to try to reduce their production because they may not be profitable on the last stage they produce but um, we're not quite in that territory yet. I can't talk about the details of the analysis because they have um, they're being used by the government in terms of their negotiations in their with Brussels in terms of getting um, some uh, aid measures for Irish uh, farming in general. And they but they will come out in due course. But you know the lower the price goes down off of that sort of forecast that we had for this year uh, back in November of last year of in the low 30 cents uh, per litre or 34 cents or so per litre um where every time we we the prices push further below away from that down in a downward direction where we're, we're, we're losing money as compared to where we hoped to be this year and and i guess you know you know what while it is lower than expected kevin you know at a base price of 20 28 29 cent a litre you know, a lot of farmers are still doing a really good job and getting a reasonable yeah. milk price. You know, fat and protein percentages are, are, you know, are growing and getting better every year in terms of genetics. And we're also seeing that milk quality is improving. So, you know, the the quality of the milk and maybe in terms of TBC or somatic cell count, you know, it's it's um it's lower and it's reducing all the time. So that's leading to, I suppose, a, a top up on the base payment. You know, you, you also mentioned, Kevin, about negotiations that are are happening between the government and the EU. And I guess for a little bit of perspective, um, you know, you, you would have said it in the past, but also um, we would have spoken to a farmer at the very onset of COVID-19. So Kevin Toomey would have said, you know, comparing ourselves with other industries, we're not doing so bad. You know, the the milk is still being produced and the 
the milk truck is still coming, um, you know, every two or three days to pick up the milk and the check is coming in the post. Um, but, you know, notwithstanding all of that, um, you know, I suppose what way are the government and I, maybe specifically the Department of Ag in conjunction with the EU, you know, how are they supporting farmers through this challenging time? So, I mean, your Kevin was completely right coming to me. I mean, uh, you know, farmers are they live in the countryside. Uh, they're, they're out in the fresh air. Uh, their their businesses haven't been shut down, but they are going, they are seeing lower prices. So they, you know, they're they're in relatively speaking, they're in, in not such a bad place, but they're not where they want to be. Um, prices are down, and that will mean incomes will fall. What are the government and the European Union doing? Um, Arguably not enough uh, in the sense that um, what they've done to date uh, is that they've announced a private storage aid for uh, for a limited set of agricultural commodities and dairy commodities are in there. And I think the, the, meat, the dairy processing industry have welcomed this private storage aid. We are awaiting the detail of, of how it will actually work. Um, but we know that the, the money available is relatively small when you set it against the size of the dairy industry in the European Union 2027. And believe it or not, the UK is still eligible for uh, private storage aid during the transition period. So um, it's effectively the EU 28 uh, of old that are that can, then, that can get some of this aid. But it's very small, relatively small beer. Uh, but sometimes it takes only little um, uh, intervention to take product into storage to sort of to 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 affect uh, an impact on on a commodity market. So maybe it will which will have a positive impact. Um, but when you take product into storage, when inventories of dairy commodities build up, they do overhang the market. It's not like they disappear; they're there. And at some point they will have to be released back onto the market. This is this is private storage aid to the dairy processing companies and others to hold on to product, and that costs money. And we know that that product will eventually come onto the market and will have a, a negative impact on the market as compared to a world where those inventories weren't overhanging the market. So, but as a short-term measure, uh, it's welcome. But it probably isn't. Uh, it won't be enough to completely or very significantly mitigate the um, the negative impact of COVID on, on on the prices that farmers get for the milk that they deliver. But it certainly is welcome, and it signals, I guess, uh, I, I, I recognises that this is a problem, particularly particularly for farmers that are producing um, uh, commodities that are not completely storable now. Irish dairy farmers are are, are producing um, storable commodities, so um, and and are and are some of the lowest cost and are the best producers of dairy of milk in the European Union. So they won't be the first that will um, uh, be hit in terms of, of of business sustainability by by the price shock that we're facing into. The you know the the, the difficulty I guess for the the agriculture industry in general and 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 maybe even more so for the dairy industry in Ireland and in, in Europe is the dairy industry in Ireland and in Europe is is one of the most is probably one of the more profitable components of the ag sector. So as the agriculture sector in general goes looking for assistance, if there's a limited pool of money, that assistance will probably be directed towards those where who are 
experiencing income sh income shocks that may actually fundamentally undermine their ability to survive as farms. And and go a little bit further into detail there, Kevin. You know, you mentioned you know um, meat consumption. You know, um, you know as comparable with dairy. While you know there is an increase in the retail market, it it's not sufficient. Um, you know, in in terms of replacing, say the. Um, the other areas that there would be consumption looking to the wider ag industry you know what way is it affecting the other sectors it really is it really is that right now it's that food service uh, so restaurants canteens uh, factory canteens school canteens college kind of uh, coffee bars that uh, all sell food produced by farmers in ireland or elsewhere and that they've all been shut down so particularly if you're what you produce on your farm is is the type of stuff that where a lot of it ends up getting to consumers through restaurants or canteens or fast food outlets then you're going to be more you're going to be you're going to be hit more than if you're producing a product that generally speaking tends to get consumed through the retail channel everybody's still going to the supermarket to get their food what people aren't doing is going to restaurants or grabbing a burger uh, on their way home from work or from a meeting so in that context, the, the, the Irish beef industry is being hit more negatively than the Irish dairy industry because a bigger proportion of beef output from this country is consumed through the food service channel as compared to our butter output, our cheese output, our output of powders. So, you know, relatively speaking, the pain that's going, that is being felt and is going to be felt uh, over the remainder of this year by, by beef farmers in, in in percentage terms is going to be much is going to be significantly larger than 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 the hit that dairy farmers will take but we know that dairy farm incomes are many multiples on average of the of the of beef farm incomes so the absolute loss in euro terms will probably be larger on dairy farms but as a share of their income it'll probably be smaller and that goes you know the willingness of the government or the european union to basically um, shovel money in to keep people going they may concentrate on giving uh, aid to those sectors which are hit the most and where the hit is where where the farmers are are, are the least able to, to shift that that pain and unfortunately where you start from is, a, is a, an important determiner of, of how well you'll come through this shock or any other shock and for dairy farmers their incomes are relatively high and most far, most dairy farmers are making a positive net margin on the milk they produced. This contrasts with with beef farmers, many of whom are not making a net margin on what they're what they're doing on the beef enterprise. If they are, it's relatively small. And what that means is that when a bump on the road comes, and COVID is a big bump, and many of those farmers would be um, would would be to the pin of their collar and and in a worse place than that to basically survive it. And that's why there is probably going to, if there is any intervention uh, or direct income supports uh, specifically for farmers, it will probably be targeted at beef farmers. And farmers such as beef farmers who have um, not been able to market cattle are being treated or should be treated in the, and are being treated in the same way as, as other people who have lost their jobs in terms of eligibility for COVID payments. And dairy farmers, because they have regular milk checks and their milk is being collected and processed, 
as I understand it at least, are not eligible for that, those COVID-19 um, general income support payments. Um, and that's a good thing in, in, in some sense that they're, that they're still uh, making money, maybe not as much as they would have liked to be making, but are still in a relatively good place as compared to other farmers. I, I think we'll finish up there, Kevin. And um, it was really, really good to talk to you today to get some context on what's happening in the in the wider industry. And also it's really reassuring to hear that, um, I suppose, in terms of the industry and the co-ops that, you know, there's such good work going on to ensure that we can continue to process product. And I guess from a, a support perspective to see what interventions are happening and what kind of um, supports the government and the EU are offering us. Thank you, Kevin. You're welcome, Louisa, anytime. That's it for this week's episode of the Dairy Edge podcast. And my thanks to Kevin Hanrahan for joining me on this week's show. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. You can listen on Apple and Google Podcasts as well as Spotify. And for more information, go to the Chagas website at chagas.ie. I'm Emma-Louise Coffey and join me next time for your Dairy Edge.